I went to, I just wanted to get the, um, like the fixture of what we're talking about. And I didn't even know what the word is for. Oh, the calendar or the, yes, the lineup. Yes, because that's how new this obsession is. The agenda. Yes. Found it? Well, is it a fixture, do you reckon? Oh, so you haven't even found it yet? No. Uh, maybe it's like the calendar? Yeah, it would be a calendar or a schedule. It says oh, here, yeah. track schedule. There we go. A track schedule. How um, exciting. I probably what's... need to print it out and put it up in the house. <laughs> this is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoot. Talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Welcome to another episode of Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoot. Hello, I'm Dan DeBoot. This is a podcast where I sit down... And I let someone who I find creative or interesting go deep on their weird and wonderful obsession. It could be a lifelong obsession. It could just be something they've recently discovered and they want to just tell someone about. I'm that someone. This week, uh, it is a new obsession, relatively new. I spoke to Stacey June, my guest this week, not so long ago, maybe a few weeks ago about her latest obsession. You'd know Stacey June from The Thinker Girls, which was a podcast, uh, then became a national night's radio show on KISS. I think the tagline was what women are thinking but not saying. It was her and Christy Mercer. It was a great show, really covering interesting, diverse topics which weren't getting a lot of airplay in a lot of other places really set the agenda for women broadcasting as well and I sort of followed her career from afar a bit. We both kind of came up through the radio industry around the same time on different networks Uh, but this podcast was the first time we actually sat down and and worked on something together. She has a weekly podcast called The Stacey June Show. You might have seen her on Sunrise or The Project. She writes for 10 Daily, thenews.com.au. She has her own podcast company called Bijou. She works her ass off and given the kind of things that she covers on her shows and all her creations, how exciting is it that her obsession is Formula One racing traditionally quite male we talk about that in the podcast uh does it even bother on misogynist at times but also how she discovered it and when she discovered it which is recently and through a documentary but now it's sort of become part of her life with her and her partner and her partner's best friend and they have traditions and they get together and they just go deep on this sport which i don't actually know very much about at all So it was a learning experience for me and hopefully it'll be a learning experience for you as well. I don't know. This is Totally Obsessed. Stacey June is my guest. On Instagram, she's at Stacey June and on Twitter, she's the same, but there is an underscore in the middle. Have a listen. Learn a bit about race cars. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof.
Yeah. All right. So, Stacey, your obsession is? The Grand Prix. Okay. And this... Motor... No, I'm not going to say motor racing because that's a lie. I don't want... I'm not interested in the cars that happened before Formula One or after. Like, when I watched Melbourne for the first time as a new obsessed person, I couldn't believe how much time was wasted with those other big cars. I don't want to watch the bigger cars, whatever they are. Like their um, V8 supercars. They're like what Grant Denyer's Yeah, sporting. Clipsal 500. Yeah, none, yeah. not interested. Sorry, yeah. GD. Not, I, not I should it. put like a disclaimer on this is that <laughs> I don't even have a driver's license. Don't you? Yeah, I'm 34. And I, I always I, find that weird, like people that are homeschooled. <laughs> You looked at me like a scientist would look at like a rare butterfly they've never seen in the wild before. I, well, I do find that fascinating. Shh, shh, shh. Don't scare the pedestrian what was away. Ha- what's yeah. happening in Perth for you to not do that? Like, are you? It's, where yeah, are you living? Why don't you need it. that? I lived really close to uni. What? So I could always just walk to and from uni. This isn't the only, what about McDonald's? Like, did you want to do the drive-through thing? Like, yeah, but mates would it? do that. Oh, right, you're that. Okay, you're <laughs> sitting in the side. All right, I see, I see. You're being so I, driven. Yes, It'd be yes, a bit yes. like, um, I guess if you can't sing, you can still appreciate music. But for some reason... I'm sorry. Anything, no, that analogy. But anything to do with driving, I'm like, no, I don't understand. I don't get what's going on there. And, and what's, It's control. Okay. It's control. Like, that's why I, there's not a chance. The day I turned 18, I was there. Yeah. There's a little control freak in me. Like, I had to drive and I was the eldest in my family, the, the eldest in my friendship group. Um, I was quite independent from a young... So that, to me, was just... It was a part, it's a part of who you are. For a lot of people, it is that, I think. So it is quite unique for it not to be a part of who you are. Okay. And um, that's my first disclaimer is that I, I don't drive. Right. Uh, so, but. Well, I don't drive Formula One cars. But you still have a passion for them. So it's interesting because I find that we all are becoming quite obsessed with things that we're binging. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's kind of morphing into this. Well, essentially, we're all just going to end up being the same person because someone is curating Netflix and maybe this Apple phenomenon with Oprah, which we don't really even understand what it is yet. But maybe eventually we'll also be, you know, hypnotized through that stuff. It's like how um, you go to a friend's place and you go, oh, yeah, that song's on my Spotify. Like it came up randomly and I saved it. And they're like, yeah, so did I. And neither of you know who the song is by. No. Or you think it's by some band from the 70s exactly. and it was actually like made last year. Yeah, and they just have big fringes like me and, you know. You the just cafes think. playing the same song and it's one no one even knows. It's but the Truman it's just, Show. We're reaching that sort of uh, homogenization, you know. Totally. That everyone's just getting more and more and more the same. I wonder. And then we're just one human. Like I, in Star Trek, how they all wear the same clothes. I've never watched it. Nor have I, but I know oh. they all wear the same clothes. It's impressive. <laughs> you look like a proper... I would feel like you would be a Trekkie, though, i Oh, thank say. you. Yeah, you meant really, that as a compliment, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. I don't really know what a Trekkie is, so I'm not sure. But the Grand Prix, yeah, it was an obsession and it is very new that is built off the Grand Prix uh, Netflix series that was dropped uh, early 2019, probably around February. Okay, so Right you... in time for the first the first race on the calendar, as we now know, which is coincidentally in Melbourne. Okay. It's the so first one on the calendar. What? I don't know this documentary. I don't think my algorithm gives me car documentaries. So. Oh, right. Yeah. I wonder how mine got in there. That's so f- interesting. Do you watch a lot of documentaries? No. No. <laughs> I'm more of a, 
I'm a bit of a floater. All right. Yeah. I need to turn my brain off because we do like storytell and do those types of things for a living. Mm. I like stuff that doesn't kind of dig in too deep. Mm. I remember, yeah, it was the same when I was doing radio, I would never listen to music at home. Mm. When I was studying law, I would never read books at home. Like, yes. I get home and I get the last thing I want to do is read. It's too much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, docos, digging in deeper. It's, nah, I just want something really light. But then when this came up, it was light but completely not associated with anything that resembled my life. So what made you click on it and watch it? Well, I think um, my husband's best mate was into it. And then Ben, my husband, started to watch it. And he was like, it's really, really good. I don't know why, because that would generally be where that conversation ended. You guys, because they watch this dumb Hot Wings YouTube show. Where, yeah, I know the one. You know, yeah, they're yeah. obsessed with it. And I give everything a go, actually. to my, I do give things a go, but I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I get what you guys like. I don't want to watch this guy. I don't want to watch Shaq O'Neal, you know, get his mouth burnt as he tries to answer questions about his childhood. I'm just, I just, How the is novelty. That not brilliant? Yeah, and I can see that it, there's a market for it. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's just, just not this me. lads thing or something. I know, I hear that it's, and I'm like, hell yes, the it, shack eating wings. And I can keep up with some of the lad stuff because I am in a three way relationship myself, my man, and his man, which is his best friend, <laughs> um, who's gone through a divorce since we kind of got married. So we've really merged into this three way thing. But. After kind of... Just one one beer away from a thruple. Seriously. <laughs> but I do know that over the past few months, I've definitely been craving my own... I need to get out of this three-way thing and just do my own shit and have them have their own bloke stuff. So I'm not sure why the Grand Prix was one of those ones that stuck, but I watched the first episode, maybe the first five minutes, and it got me pretty quickly. The drama and the storytelling of the not just the players against each other but what I found quite fascinating which I didn't know is you have two drivers to every team and the drivers are on the same team but they're still essentially competing so you've got these kind of layers of competition within one competition which I found so fascinating because you kind of have to play this I understand it's good for the team and this dude that changes my tire at this fast pit place probably changes the same tire or has something to do with Mm. my other teammate. So I care about Jimmy in the mechanics part, but I don't really want my teammate to win because I'm against him. It's really quite interesting. Okay, yeah. I mean, sometimes the barrier to entry to something like a sport is you've never had the intricacies of it explain to you i know um i grew up in a rugby family right so um like my dad uh, grew up in sydney and then he lived in france so he Uh was all about uh rugby my brother played like international rugby like they were just rugby 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 and of course i watched it as well Mm -hmm. um to the point where i would see afl and go what a dumb sport yeah they're so far away from each other they have to kick it like it's it's just stupid yeah but it's only when you for me it was through friends right just going to the game with friends and seeing them react to stuff and i was like wow i get it i get why that's important i want to know more but you learnt those intricacies through a documentary Uh uh-huh uh-huh and also the documentary i think 
play it was brilliantly shot and I do love a doco and I do love crap like kind of breaking that stuff and my partner and I are a bit the same we're like my god that vision's amazing listen to the soundtrack we really love it so it was really well done anyone that even isn't into it could appreciate that um but the storytelling around I guess something that is quite unique so you've got rugby AFL you've got all these kinds of bloke team sports but you've only got god I don't know how many teams like make it to F1 but those drivers is what 20 in the world it's just completely unique and the kinds of training you need to do are all based on the fact that you could die like you're driving 350 kilometers an hour it's kind of extreme sports but the other flip side of it is it's indulgent and fucked and a man's rich club game okay which is this other flip side of it but i'm so disconnected to and i love almost watching it because i can take the piss out of it keep going so it's like you know a lot of the teams are just incredibly successful because they've got the most money so it, and I know that happens a lot with Premier League and other, part, yeah, other clubs yeah. where you can there's no salary caps and all this kind of stuff, but it's almost celebrated. Like think about the brands, right? Mercedes Benz, yeah, Ferrari, all this stuff that's celebrated. So there's yeah. this subculture that goes into it. That's this fascinating look at just complete bullshit commercialism. That's about wealth and greed and competition and whose dick's bigger than someone else's. There's not a woman to be seen. It's just so it's for me, it's like this complete switch off, but then also something probably like a lot of Americans that, you know, is a Democrats in America that you just almost, well, actually that's a fucking awful example, but for (laughs) us, we can watch the Trump thing go down from where we are. We're not in the country. I feel like I can watch it. And it's just a bit of a joke as well as being fascinating. Okay. Because I would never... But then I'm also finding myself that the more you get obsessed with things, it started off as a joke. But now I'm like, am I going to go to the Singapore race in September? Am I going to then support it? Do you... So is there part of you almost that hates yourself that you are sort of falling for this? Nah. No? No, because I... Do you think you're like smart enough to, to spot the inequalities or the fuck yeah but i think at the same time you would think about me that comes across as this you know this feminist and this like you just also you just want to watch things that don't take your mind off stuff and i can't change the rules for the world like so i've got my own values but then also it's i don't know the stuff that's harmless and i guess it it does also it's like that with sport and it's the fifa world cup yeah Yeah. it's just a bit like don't take it so i think because it has so much wealth behind it it does make me feel a little bit like I can separate in that. This is so, it's so ridiculous. Like the conversations about the motors and there's like all this money that a company like Mercedes-Benz, which is where Lewis Hamilton drives for, and they basically win just because they have, so there's like teams like Red Bull, for example, they're not a car company that has their own motors. So they don't, you know, they're not, so they have to have like a, a Honda motor or a okay. um, Renault motor yeah. and there's a Renault team. So you wonder whether there's all this politics <laughs> behind like, the fact yeah. that Renault could Renault be giving them a so dodgy motor. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because they're com- com- competitors, but Red Bull want to be in the game. It's just a head, it's a complete head fuck. There's all these different layers to it, which... Who knew? Yeah, exactly, right? Because when you like flicking through the channels and on Fox Sports 900 or something, you just see some cars going around in a circle and, you know, you're like, well, come on, unless they flip a car, this is completely boring. 
it's I'm become obsessed with Daniel Ricardo. Oh yeah, good and Perth I mean, boy. Oh, and just a proper Aussie, like, and I just and just sound more and more like my mum. Like she's just sound, like talking about Richmond players, like oh, or you know, what about Tex and Adelaide? Like, oh, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's grouse. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you don't know him. Like he's not. You know, you don't have anything to kind of like. This is just a complete story that this, you've been swept away in, and now I am it. For the, Daniel Ricciardo, it's insane. The first... Um, I've drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I think the first moment is when you start following them all on Instagram. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, so like it's the same like with the West Coast Eagles. Follow <laughs> every single one on Instagram. Um, and you're just like, wow. That's they a go, lot of players, They go really? fishing a lot, don't they? Like <laughs> you sort of just start to see their lives. And then you get hungry for more content than that. You're like, all right, I know what this person's pantry looks like, but what else can I find out? And then you start to go through um, the the YouTube channels for the teams and watch them all. Is this Google dives? Yeah, yeah, yeah we it- did that, but we did that as a threesome, like me, my husband, and his mate on a Saturday night. He like opens a good bottle of red, and we sit there on YouTube watching like Daniel Ricardo, who has recently left Red Bull to Renault, which is the first okay. time in 10 years. So it was a big kind of storyline. And that was very much a thread of the series. And we watch him training in this new car. And like, you can't, anyone that's ever remotely listened to any work I've ever done before listening to this show <laughs> will not know who they're hearing. But it's it's happening, guys. It's happening. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that because of timelines that you went to the grand prix in melbourne no no you didn't so we were going to go and i was talking to you about this bullshit cough yes, that ha- yes. before we started to um it's such a long story but essentially uh, i couldn't she has a cough yeah there I we do. go that I was do. a long story it's, well yeah. it's a chronic cough <laughs> and if you yeah on my instagram you'll know that it's like a bloody i've just tried everything under the sun to get rid of this cough and at the end, it was also told that our flying aggravates it. So I couldn't fly. So the cough stopped you from going to the Grand Prix. <laughs> yes. That's insane. Why didn't you drive? Well, the reason I got here was because I forgot about like SARS masks. Can you even call them that? Yeah, that's what I've heard them called. I don't know if it's politically correct. Uh, you know, feel free to sound off in the comments. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just, great. Well, there goes our broadcasting well, career. You've got a you've got a picture, don't you? That's the yeah. Moment. I know like, exactly. Everyone, what you well, mean. everyone listening's yeah. got the picture now. So I actually wore that to get because you. I, I'm in Sydney. I live in Sydney, and you are in Melbourne. So to get here, I wore a mask on the plane for this trip. Wow. But I forgot about that for the Grand Prix, which I'm spewing about because that's so bold to wear one of those masks on I've the plane. I've got it with me. It's it's so insane. But it's basically just... Because I always see, like, not always, it's incredibly rare, but I sometimes <laughs> see people with those masks on. And it's either... I, I get this twofold thing in my mind where I'm either like, number one, how sick are you? Like, what is so wrong with you that you have to Hannibal Lecter your face, right? But on the flip side, I think, what if it's the opposite? How sick do you think we all are? Yes. And that's what, what makes I, you special? Yeah. We're all sucking down the air. Why do you have to have a mask? Exactly. And it's, that's exactly what I thought too, where it was like, do people think that I'm infected or do people think I'm so sick that their very small infections could infect me? Maybe you could write it on the front. Like, like Just um, got a cough, lol. Like Marlon from Big Brother with his sign. His yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. just like write. Yeah. He, what did he do? He put tape on his mouth. And held up his sign. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. I could still, you know, I could be like, 
No, you know, cool, cool um, topical reference. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I love the 90s of it. Yeah, this is yeah. my favourite. I stored all of that away. I uh, haven't. I, nothing from the last five years has resonated. Uh, something about Ariana Grande happened? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl. She's got, well, she'll have a few more to come, so you'll be able to port those in the future. So you didn't make it to Melbourne. No. I'm going to assume you just set aside a whole weekend and watched every second of cars whipping around the tarmac. Yeah, we did because there's the time trials. And then you, so you figure out your poll. Actually, yeah, take me through, take me through the sort of... Uh... I cannot believe I know any of this. Like, and I'm by no means an expert because I started watching this in February. It's kind of cool though, like to think like a few years ago, you knew nothing about this whole world. It was all just sitting there waiting for you to discover it. And then also I'm looking at Kate Peck, who's on Channel 10 doing Formula One reporting. And I'm like... I want her job. Yeah, great. No, that's so random. Like, you I'd love ne- a footy show. Oh my, yeah, but I'm not a person three years ago that ever would think that you. I would have anything to say in that environment. It's like even how- footy I could bring from my childhood growing up, and that you could think not Formula One, man. That's no. your. That's your thing. What? There's what? no passion like the recent convert. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. But it is. It's it's bizarre. Okay, so the. There's time trials for them to choose where... So depending on how well you race will depend on then where you poll. So you get practice. You have your practice run, which was a big, big deal for Daniel Ricciardo, who... And I'm loving if anyone actually knows about Grand Prix listening to me talk about this, but... I have it was one a really, mate who's do, super into well, it. I'd so love to hear about Zach, what he thinks. He'll be, yeah, he'll okay. listen to this. Yeah. So he... Um, so Daniel Ricciardo was riding or driving in Renault for the first time. So his kind of practice runs around Melbourne was really important. Everybody wanted to watch. Well, we did anyway. I don't know if everyone else is as obsessed. <laughs> it was the hottest ticket in town. Yeah, I ate on our couch as of a month before. And then you have your time trials to choose where you poll in the main race, which is a bit of a player. Like they call it the midfield of people that aren't mostly kind of Mercedes, Ferrari, because mm. they're right at the top. And it's pretty standard, which is hilarious because a lot of it goes down to you as a driver, but a lot of it is down to the car too, which is an interesting cycle. Like it's a real... You know, if you're an Olympic swimmer, it's your body. And yes, whilst you can be like, my body's let me down or I've got this injury, it's still your body. Whereas the car is just something that you completely don't have anything to do with. And you hear them on the radio go, what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, sorry, mate, looks like we've lost power. Or And you've just trained for a year and it's just a simple, you're out. Okay. So it's a, it's just like a real head fuck. So then they poll and then the main race was on Sunday. So it's basically can be you can go across three days. So so Sunday's the main race. Well, it was for Melbourne. And you get up early in the morning. You have your snacks ready. Well, you've we got had your... wings because the boys are obsessed with wings. Oh yeah, well that's fine. That's it's good my game. Life. Back listen, listen back to this, and I'm like, I have to move home and hang out with my girlfriends. This is messed yeah. up. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm listening back to myself, going, who the fuck. This is the steps to losing yourself, lady. Well, that but was, I'm happy. So, well, something I was shit? actually going to ask is, would you recommend in a relationship having a sort of shared passion like this? I absolutely. Well, Ben and I, Ben and I are big yogis. So that was something that I remember. Of course you are. You live in Sydney. (laughs) Shut up. I'm from Melbourne. People in Sydney, there's two things. You can't go out at night and you have to do yoga in the mornings. I learned how to do yoga in Melbourne. Thank you. Power living around the corner from this joint. To be honest, yeah, in Fitzroy, it's basically every um, old like shoe factory is now a 
yoga yeah, studio. Yeah, and they're just calling them different names like yoga and friends or get get sweaty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, but I learned how to do yoga here. But yes, we're both yogis and I remember when we first got together and I knew he did yoga and he was like, if you want to stay, I'll, I might do a class on Saturday morning. I was like, oh, okay, this is so random. It's such a on your own mat kind of activity. I never really, I was never a girl that was like, hey, chick, do you want to come to a yoga class with me? I went by myself. That was my time out. So then when Ben said to do it, I was like, oh, it's weird. And it was just the best. And I'd never had a partner that had common interests. I never realized when people say, have something you like to do together. It sounded so corny to me. I was like, fuck yeah, that. I don't true. want to do yeah. couples workouts. I don't want to do any of that. But it I take it all back. Like, it's really, really cool. Well, my, my girlfriend and I, we have uh, indoor soccer. So we play indoor soccer twice okay, a week. Okay, okay. And again, it's one of those things where, like, I remember when she started playing and I was, when she first moved to Melbourne and I was like, well, you know, that's a bit weird that you just go and play with randoms in a gym somewhere. But then once I got into it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And yeah, like, it does... What do you it's kind of it cool. Even just walking there together and walking back afterwards and, you know, lamenting the losses or <laughs> celebrating the admittedly very rare victories. Like, it's something kind of. You can get jealous of stuff that your partner, like, loves that you don't get to be a part of. Yeah, which like, I think is also healthy to some degree. To have separate stuff. I, yeah, not that there's that jealousy, but that there is that appreciation when they come home and give you attention. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good thing. But like, it's always like you hear about it a lot where in a, a, a relationship where one uh, half of the relationship has huge success mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's lopsided. And I think mm. on, a, on a more micro level that you can have that sort of thing where, yeah, it's like, oh... I, I wish I had that thing where you go off every week or, hey, maybe you could invite me along or something mm, like mm, that. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, because imagine if the boys loved the Grand Prix and it became a real thing. Well, yeah, and so every time... And then they're doing trips and blah, blah, blah. Three days yeah. three days in a row, they yeah. monopolise the couch and everything stinks like wings. And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and all you hear is this all day. <laughs> yeah, that would, and when I used to hear that occasionally on a background because Channel 10 hadn't been flipped over from the, I don't know, music show that was on before yeah, the yeah. Saturday or yeah, the yeah, Sunday yeah. happened, which is what video hits then, you would imagine that um, that noise in the background, it would be hideous. And yeah. now it's like, S- sweet give music. It to me. Give it <laughs> to me now. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> it's so random even for me to be, I feel like a bit exposed and I don't. You know, you know me, you know the stuff I do, the content. Exactly I don't ever right. feel exposed. It's quite interesting to feel this about something so random. What, what is your, let's go back to the game day routine. Yeah. All right. Let's go back. So you, you're on the couch all weekend. You, you your husband and his mate. We switch houses. So okay. We live in this on the same block. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're in and some sort of weird F1 bubble. Well, yeah. And so we, we what did we do? We watched, I remember on, because Friday was, I work from home. So I was like lucky because I could watch some of the um, the practice matches and they were like, this sucks, like blah, 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 blah. We were messaging on group messaging. I was like, my God, Daniel's not looking that strong. Like we were having this massive conversation and we was in, and it was funny. And then Saturday morning we did the wing day um, over at uh, our mate's place and 
um, all overcated. We were all so excited. So I thought I was bringing wings. Uh, Dave also brought wings, so we doubled up on wings. <laughs> I made a salad. Um, David ordered in this special hot sauce overseas for Ben's birthday, so they were just burning their mouth the entire time, which I was really into. Hey, it's like they're in their own YouTube video. So, oh, so funny. They were Shaquille O'Neal like- in that moment. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. They probably thought they were. And now until you pointed out like that, they'll feel really dull. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we watched that. And then the next day it was just um, wines and we were. it was kind of game on. And it was quite devastating, to be honest, because, well, everyone's got a favourite and mine didn't do very well. Who's your favourite? Daniel Ricciardo. That's like, and, I also, and even I, though he's switched teams, it's not I, like a team thing, is no, it? No, it's not. It's a person yeah. thing, which is quite interesting because it's not... Yeah, you don't. And I think sometimes people do follow players but would never admit it because it's kind of socially unacceptable. But with this, it's quite clear. I also like Grosjean, who I just feel like he's got an anxiety disorder from this documentary and now just want him to get up because he had an awful crash and it seems like he just can't get a break. He's like the – what is it called? He's like the – um the oh, – Help know, me he, out. He's the battler. Like he's the – um. He's the he's the one that everybody wants to like. The underdog. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're looking for. He's the underdog, <laughs> so everyone's backing him, and it's so pathetic. But here's Grosjean just fucking it up, race after race, and <laughs> you kind of want to back him. But then there's this conversation between us all where we're just like, fucking Grosjean again. Do you reckon um, if there was no Daniel Ricardo and no like high profile Aussie legend, you would be as into it that's as you a good are? One. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I think I like... And I also like a good story. Yeah. Like he's completely dominated and it's an international sport. It's a European sport. I like seeing Aussies do well. I think that's definitely something more, I don't know, very... Is it Bogan or is it Australian? What is it? It's just... I just like seeing... I mean, you see a bit of yourself in them maybe. In Daniel Ricciardo? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know know the, the cartoons he watched as a kid. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And yeah, and so it feels like someone's living a dream that we don't understand, but he's from here. Is it too late for you to be an F1 superstar? I wonder what the rules are with Anyone chicks. can drive a car. You know what I mean? Like, no, but do you reckon chicks are allowed? I wouldn't know. I don't see why not, but who knows? It might be a bit massage. I'm not sure. I, it would be totally the kind of sport that would be massage, yeah. which is why it's so ironic that I'm watching it. I I'm done with taking things too seriously though, Dan. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I, after the last few, I just <laughs> and doing like this feminist. Everyone's like, you're a feminist. I'm done. Like I am, but I also am a lot of other things. I'm done. I just don't want to take things so effing seriously. These anymore. days, it's so funny when someone says, "Well, you a feminist?" You almost go, "Yeah, yeah." Like I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah if of that course. Me, yeah, of course. Like. If someone says to me, are you a feminist? I'm like, really? That's the question you're asking? Yeah. Like, ask, like, what kind of a feminist do you think you are? Or mm. what have you done recently mm. to show your feminist ideals? Mm. Or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But, like, people just go, are you a feminist? Yep, cool, great, done. Sorted. Rubber stamp, boom, feminist, can't come at me, Twitter. Oh, uh. yeah, tiring. And I just, you know, Grand Prix yeah, my my outlet to that kind of shit. <laughs> Well, I'm it's sorry. good. You found something. Yeah, I have. But I did have other things. It's just interesting, though, that I think, uh, and this is going to sound a bit corny, but how cool is it that you 
discover stuff still. Oh, it's like insane. I, I'm quite a curious person, but there has been, and I've had quite a few big changes over the past kind of 12 months, which I've had locked in for, you know, seven, eight years. So the, you, you don't necessarily think that it's all over or that those feelings aren't going to come up again. But then, then at the same time, familiarity and security and those kinds of things are really nice as well. Yeah. But they can weed out, you know, discovery or curiosity or... And I don't know. I just think that it's so random to think that this is something I like. But then I also think, wow, what would I like? What am I going to like when I'm 41? That's so it. Like... It is so fascinating what is just around the corner that you have no idea about. No. You just have to maybe look at it. Or even things, like you said, in the past that you thought to yourself, I would have kept myself. I would never do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I'll be looking and seeing what the time difference between Shanghai and Sydney is for the next race. Got to get those wings in. <laughs> Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBooth, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutry. <laughs>